0: Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome back to the Prosperity Project podcast. Today's episode we have titled it What's in your backpack? And if I can stress anything, For me, this is a topic that I think really just amplifies everything we do to do with like living your best life and your well-being and your health and your money, literally. This is a concept that we're going to discuss and it's about emotional housekeeping, emotionally looking after yourself and your mind. And I think if any episode... Um, might make you think and change how you're doing things moving forward i really hope it's this one so as we discuss a little bit about emotional housekeeping i hope you find a lot of content that'll inspire you moving forward as well and if you do fancy watching any of the other podcast episodes actually we've got a couple our video episodes. This is actually the third one that we're recording for YouTube we're going to be doing this every week as well so by all means hop over to an Audible platform, Spotify iTunes, whatever you fancy and you can actually hear the back catalogue of our podcast as well. So we have just hit a, a very important season in the calendar a lot of children are now fully back to school thankfully yes, and it's, thankfully. we're out of lockdown everywhere so you actually probably have your children going to school. In Scotland where we are they went back to school in the middle of august kind of time and i know england and other parts of the country you kind of go back about the first week of september so my question to you matt as we lead into this episode is yeah um can you remember what you used to carry in your backpack to school every day
1: well When I was really young, I didn't really have a backpack. So, whereas now in primary school, you seem to have a backpack all the time, (laughs) never used to have one. Okay. But then when I got into secondary school, which is your high school, I think (laughs) you have the American naming system. So, when I went there, then it ended up being that you'd carry a lot of stuff right so you'd end up with your pencil case your books your textbooks for class your PE kit your trainers there's a lot going on and then if you were that person then you ended up with a football in your bag and other stuff as well so <laughs> i was never it, that person It really <laughs> depended on who you were but yeah you end up with tons of stuff and as you got older You ended up needing more books and textbooks and notepads for the different
0: classes. And certainly up here in Scotland, I think our two are in primary school, which if you are not in Scotland, that means the kind of starter years. We do seven years in primary school, then they do seven years in secondary high school. So the first part is like primary one to seven, it's called when they're small. But it tends to be that in their backpacks at the moment, it really is their lunch if, they, if they're staying for lunch, we actually get free school lunches up here for certain ages. So our two sometimes don't even need a lunch. They get one for free. They can go and enjoy it with their friends. And then they have a token pencil case, I would like to say. There's like maybe one pencil. We've got a primary one. Our youngest is in primary one the first year. And he's got like a pencil in a pencil case in the hope that one day he might learn to use it. You just don't need much at that age. (laughs) You don't. Our our oldest, he's in primary four, so he's obviously a couple of years older, um, and he's got a little bit more in his backpack. He's maybe got uh, a change of PE shorts. Sometimes he likes to have that. His pencil case actually has pencils and pens, but technically they don't really need much else at all the bare essentials but as you get later in years now I can remember when I was in secondary school so when I was 12 and over like you said Matt for every subject you go different places don't you You had like English or maths and all that Um, and we had six I don't know how many subjects you had in a day do um, you remember? I, I,
1: I don't know, it was a long time ago, but it, it could have been six, it could have been...
0: It, were you there for school? I
1: was. Well, let's have a think. So three hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon, most lessons were about 45 minutes to an hour-ish. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, probably about six a day.
0: Yeah, we had four in the morning and two in the afternoon, but that's a whole different, okay. <laughs> different thing. But for every subject, you usually had to have your textbook, your jotter. And I, don't, I remember when I was, so we call it standard grades, or there were standard grades when I did them GCSE level. So that's about 15, 16. Then you had less subjects actually because we did about 12 or 13. Different ones at the start till we picked our eight yeah. that we wanted to yeah, do. It's so
1: the same in England, so you you do everything mm. and then you whittle down you between some of the things so you end up with your favourite. Exactly. But the textbooks you have to carry
0: yes. end up
1: being slightly bigger. So mm. you end up with still a quite a heavy backpack.
0: Absolutely. So how did you feel with your backpack on every day going to school? Well, it 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 weighs you down. <laughs>
1: and also sore. Well, the thing is, it wasn't cool to wear a backpack on both shoulders
0: what what is that no like? you, you never
1: wore your backpack across both shoulders
0: okay that's right okay go on. I was never affected so, by this um
1: the nerdy kids wore their <laughs> backpacks on both shoulders <laughs> so you didn't wear it so therefore it was on one shoulder right but obviously if you had a particularly busy day then mm. one shoulder gets tired and then you have to swap the backpack swap. to the other shoulder yep. so also you end up with one of your shoulders getting more <laughs> tired you have to swap the backpack over to the other one yeah although I remember that the coolest way to wear your backpack was actually like a sling across it
0: wow okay so a
1: single strap across your body and that was the way to go but it was a bit awkward anyway backpack awkward (laughs) get heavy and unless you want to wear it nerdy style and have it on both shoulders then it's not comfortable also you can't run around in your backpack or anything because it just shakes and judders so
0: I remember when I, I you're talking about one shoulder when I was at high school I think I had a one shoulder but it was like it was like a satchel we had like girls seem to have actual proper bags almost not back like rucksacks we and that's exactly it i can remember my shoulder like feeling it'd all be the one shoulder you're lopsided as soon as you got in from school you know threw it on the ground then putting it in you would almost resent putting like what's the bare minimum i can put in to make sure i can get to german and maths and french and all those kind of things and it got me thinking as we enter the school world again how a perfect metaphor a perfect analogy it really is about what we carry in our own backpack. so this got this is a topic that I teach quite a lot when I know we've just run a mastermind so we had a 30-day a mastermind we very very rarely run anything that is one-on-one or one-to-group my philosophy for us I feel very led that Um, it's basically free content that we give out. We see ourselves as being content creators, educators. So for me, I I want to steer away from that kind of setup of group coaching, just because I feel like for some people, they might want the help, but they can't get access to it at that point in time. And one of my favorite topics to teach this session round, or in the last month, and I felt it was really important, was about emotional decluttering. So I was teaching mainly about the prosperity cycle, um, prosperity habits and skills, but lifelong skills. So we touch about money, yes, we touch about business, but I was wanting to give people that acceleration into, okay, what's the key skills I can teach you right now that I know are going to last you for a lifetime? And emotional intelligence First of all, I think it's something that we don't talk about growing up. We don't talk really about our feelings. And that's why I felt today, this analogy of what are you carrying in your backpack? If you look at that metaphor of, you know, having a backpack, carrying things with you, when was the last time we actually looked inside it and saw what we were maybe carrying without even realising it?
1: So when we're talking about emotional baggage and backpacks, ultimately... In the same analogy, it's like putting a rock in your backpack Absolutely. every time that you have some kind of emotional trauma. So when something stresses you, when somebody's done you wrong, when maybe you had a little bit of challenging in school, maybe a little bit of bullying potentially, yes, when yeah. maybe you got rejected for some jobs or someone dumped you whatever it happens to be, all of these little rocks and pebbles, you know, some are bigger than others, some yes. way more than others. But ultimately... We have a choice each time something like that happens. And a lot of the time what we do is rather than deal with it, rather than let it go, we just throw it into the backpack. Yep. We just throw it in behind us and add to the weight and the burden that we're carrying. And obviously at some point that weight starts to cause impact to us.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: And it's it's quite difficult, I think, to to realise because ultimately, like anything that you're dealing with in life if you have incremental increase but it's slow over the course of time you don't notice how bad it's gone you mm. don't realize how far along you've come with carrying this yeah because ultimately you've gotten used to it whereas i think if you took off the backpack and then you put it back on mm. then suddenly you would notice the sheer scale of what you're carrying yep. and, and that's what's interesting about the emotional baggage we carry it's not like a backpack where you can physically take it off for a couple of hours, take a break, and then put it back on mm. to reevaluate what you're doing. It's actually just built up over the course of time and you've ultimately built up robustness to deal with it, or at least to to burden the weight of it mm. rather than actually deal with it, because that's the reason why there are rocks in your backpack, is yeah. because you're not dealing with it.
0: Well, yeah, so let's, let's kind of take two steps back, absolutely. So naturally as we go through life from when we're born, we are being influenced, we're learning behaviours, we're learning how the world works from the people around us, okay, we're, we're culturally stimulated and we're taking on behaviours and mindsets and paradigms from our parents We're learning how the world works by how they interact with us, how they interact with other people, how, you know, all the different, very unique relationships that we experience from birth. And it can then go into what you get taught at school and perhaps even, you know, the particular household that you grew up with, the dynamic there, your friends. It's it's
1: siblings, it's friends, it's people in school, it's aunts, uncles, teachers, basically anyone that you come into contact with over a longer period of time or anything over a shorter period of time that maybe causes some kind of emotional trigger. Yes. So if it's a kind of big event or something, then that will frame your world at that point. But otherwise it's just those long-term relationships and everyone that passes through will have some kind of influence on you.
0: Yep, and so the analogy of rocks, if you think about it, as we're going through this journey of life, you'll be putting in characteristics and little paradigms and mindsets based on what you think is the right way to survive. Like your brain is designed to survive as long as it can, right? Yep. to keep you healthy, to get you food and, you know, to, to make those things as successful in your life as you can. And so you'll take on characteristics and carry those with you for the journey because you believe that's the way that you can survive or you've been learned to survive. And I've used this analogy of the rocks because it can work with both a good thing and a bad thing. And why I said this one, this particular skill of forgiveness that we're going to cover, actually what are we carrying in our backpack and getting rid of some of that, like making an active choice, is because it all ties in to what I call the prosperity cycle. So I see that there's just one continuous loop that really, if we can fine-tune these skills, it'll just, you know, that our world will keep becoming more and more abundant. We'll realise and have gratitude for what we have and overflow. And the key skills on that cycle are... Deciding what you want, as in if it's a goal, if it's just something that would feel exciting to you, if it's just any kind of just small change you want to make in your life that you think would benefit you, the world, and people around you. You then, once you've set that goal, you have you'll have to lose something if you like about you that you're currently doing. And I don't say that as a bad thing. I mean that your habits your way of thinking has you in this moment right now it got you to here your let's say with exercise or health the way you exercise the way you view exercise the type of exercise you do the type of food you put in your mouth everything exactly results in how you are right now so in order for you to maybe change something it's going to require something to be let go of and something to replace it
1: yes so whether that's something physical like The food you're eating or the work you're doing or whether it's something mental as far as your mindset about what you can achieve and how you can achieve it. And the thing is that comes in whether you are slightly overweight or even if you're heading towards wanting to be an elite athlete. Ultimately, if you're very fit and strong, you have to let go of some of the mindsets about your own capabilities in order to pass that line and get to an elite level absolutely so it applies to everybody as far as needing to let some things go and allow your mind to explore the new horizons that you set up exactly
0: because it'll just simply be something a small tweak in how you're viewing the world that then allows you to achieve that goal so you set a goal you then declutter what doesn't feel aligned with it and we sometimes can think of physical things but in this case we're going to think about what mindsets things we're carrying with out that aren't serving us anymore and then as we do that we then open up ways for the goal to be achieved to then have that overflow or whatever we want and the, the analogy particularly about rocks is so important as i said matt covered this as well it can simply be that you're still really kind of carrying with you some trauma even from things you've experienced it can also be that Good things as well are rocks in a good way. There may be smaller things that you're carrying, but it's all very unique to you. And I challenged the mass when we were in in August a couple of weeks ago to really think about what rocks, what things are they carrying with them that no longer serve them? as they want to move forward in their life so what things are you still remembering are you still dare I say it maybe bitter about dare I say it things that you still resent people places opportunities yourself there's so much that we could look into but I don't think we're really ever taught as human beings growing up in the school system that actually our emotional intelligence is one of the things that is so key as well as knowledge intelligence like looking at what how you actually view the world and what then shapes what you're carrying along with you and saying does this serve me anymore
1: and the challenge is I think that with emotional intelligence because the school system doesn't cover it Mm. then you're expected to kind of learn that at home and the problem is that for generations we've been really poor at looking after our emotional intelligence, looking after the baggage we carry. Yeah. And therefore if we don't know how to manage it ourselves, then how can we teach our children any differently? Exactly. So at which point you end up with a system that just continues with people being poor at managing their emotional outlets, how they see themselves, how they drive themselves to do things, and and everything that ultimately comes down to how you feel about yourself and your capabilities and how other people perceive you around you as well there's there's lots of things that go into it and ultimately no one really is teaching us how to deal with these things because most of the time it's either not their job or they don't know themselves
0: (laughs) exactly so i'm going to ask i don't you don't need to answer this matthew um i'll put it out there if you're listening to this or watching this what are you carrying about with you and i asked this very question to our group really got them to to look at their life and say what are some of the patterns that keep repeating that seems to be rocks that i'm carrying now why i use the analogy of rocks as well is i want you to imagine literally every time that you're not forgiving or changing or actively decluttering things that you've maybe been triggered by or opinions or coping mechanisms, every time you add to it, well, Matt, what happens if you keep adding things? Well, and it adding gets things? a bit too
1: heavy. And no, just
0: a bit too heavy. What would actually happen if well, you got at, so at much? At some
1: point, you if, if the backpack is infinitely strong, then at some point you just can't go on and you collapse under the weight. Now, the thing to think about, as you mentioned with rocks, sometimes it's good things in there, sometimes it's negative things, and the negative things seem to be bigger and heavier Mm. often. But weight in your backpack isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, not at all. So using an analogy that actually you came up with as far as like weightlifting, in order to get stronger, you have to increase the weight you're working with. Yes, You have to focus on shifting that weight and you have to add more to it. So weight in your backpack, you could see as a positive thing in that some things, and they could be from a negative source, but some things can be things that drive you to become stronger, Mm, to become mm. better. They build up your robustness. They build up your character. They build up your strength. They build up your drive. But then on the other side, some rocks can be the ones that are heavy. They drag you down. They sap your motivation. They sap your energy. You feel like you can't carry the weight. The burden is too much for you to bear. And you can't let it go. You can't move forward from that. So it's a lot about how you perceive some of these things. Because also, interestingly, one person's rock that drags them down is another person's rock that inspires them to be better to drive themselves forward so if you had a poor upbringing for example somebody can get bogged down with that and say well that's my lot in life that defines who I am whereas there are plenty of people that will shift that and say well actually I want to move away from that I want to prove that I can be better and do more so that's the interesting thing about I guess maybe people have rocks in different sizes and shapes that ultimately have the same label on them but just provide very different fuel.
0: Exactly how you're viewing it. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. So if we've got this backpack and we're adding to it with whatever, you know, let's say we resent this thing or this actually gives us, how you view those weights is how you'll then use it to develop yourself as well. So some weights can make you stronger because you're used to lifting more and you're like, yep, I'm I'm getting the buff arms, I'm getting the strong arms. Some weights, if you don't try and use it to your advantage, you're stuck there like you're eventually it's just so and you also get slower so literally thinking as someone on a journey if i'm adding so much and not using it to make me stronger not using it to actually be something that i'm going to benefit from i get slower just moving forward because i'm dragging so much with me and i i see this a lot in life and you know i'm not saying that i'm perfect either but a lot of human nature sometimes is it feels easier to stop when the rocks become so heavy and we see this a lot in life where maybe loved ones or people we care about or people in you know just in the world it feels like they're stuck in a moment of time and I really think this is almost like allowing those rocks to keep you there and you're that and you can't move past it and and what I would suggest with this is it's maybe come a point that if you do find that you're still stuck, you still remember the 10 years ago when somebody left you or the 20 years ago when you didn't get that degree or, you know, five years ago when somebody called you this name or that name. It's okay to have been stuck. It's okay to not know what to do. But our hope certainly is with we're going to keep going forward and discussing more that we can give you some ways to now start your journey again.
1: So I think the challenge with the rocks in your backpack is that all of us in life will get something that comes along, good, bad, or indifferent, and we'll kind of just nonchalantly flick it in the air and throw <laughs> it and it lands right. in the backpack. Or maybe with a tear in our eye, we'll put it in there. And the thing is, it's behind us. It's sitting there weighing us down. So it's sitting on our shoulders. We're carrying the weight and the burden of it. Yeah. But, and we know we know it's in there as well, but it's kind of out of sight. And the problem we all have, I think, is that in order to review what's in the backpack, in order to review whether you want it there or not...
0: Mm, You're going to have to open it.
1: You have to open it. (laughs) You have to tip it out, and you actually have to take a look at it and work out why you're carrying Mm. it. Why is it in there? Why is it still there after all this time? Do you want it? Is it something that's making you stronger? Is it driving you forward? Mm. Is it one of your key motivators to really be the best you can be? Or is it one of those things where... You just can't let it go. It emotionally upsets you. It stresses you, whatever it happens to be. And you're just not able to move forward from that point. And I think that that's the reason why so many of us Mm. can carry these backpacks for so long with all this baggage inside. Because opening it and taking a look Mm. actually brings that kind of instant Mm. stress and heartache to us that we probably would rather just keep trudging on Mm. and ignore. And I think that the key is that unless you decide to do something with the backpack, unless you decide to open it up and really take a proper look, and whether that's with yourself or with additional help or whatever it happens to be, unless you do that, you're just going to trudge along with this backpack that continues to get heavier. And also, I find that it's almost, using the same analogy, the slower you're going... Mm the easier it is for other things to hop in there (laughs) and to weigh you down. It's easier to, I suppose, throw a new rock into a very slow-moving target than something that's kind of briskly skipping along. You can throw stuff, but it's not likely to land where you want it to. It's Mm. not likely to stick. So I think that when we get bogged down, it's much easier to kind of get used to just throwing something in the backpack and just, oh, there's another weight. And that's the habit you can also get into And the only way to change it is to actually have that habit-breaking moment where you decide enough's enough, I'm actually gonna really take a look at where I am, what's going on, and explore what you want to do with it moving forwards.
0: So a great way to maybe first of all glimpse it, maybe some of the auto responses you have or emotional triggers and things like that and figure out actually there's maybe something here that I need to really look at and put down now or forgive or move past i always say the greatest thing to find out what could be some of these you know subconscious patterns is how you're triggered in the world a better word's probably activated triggered seems a little bit you know like oh it's upsetting me let's say activated so during a day do you find yourself becoming more emotional so maybe um you know thinking of words like envy or you know annoyed by someone or resenting someone what tends to be the situations or the type of people that make you slightly activated and slightly heightened good or bad and then what you will usually find is they always say actually something that annoys you about someone else. It's actually, you know, you find it annoying about yourself. If, if you think somebody's too chatty, it's because sometimes you think you're too chatty and all that kind of stuff. But usually when those little niggles come with your emotional intelligence, you know, you do feel happy or, or annoyed or resentful or just frustrated with someone it'll usually then come back to there's a there's a mindset, there's a pattern, there's something there about actually how somebody maybe dealt with you in the past or something that you've not got quite past. Because I think the, the key really to getting emotional intelligence is not, not experiencing the ups and downs with your emotions, but it's about choosing when you want to feel the highs and the lows and knowing how to actually kind of manage yourself. So what I would say really is there, you know, listen to this, Is there anything that off the top of your head is coming out as, oh, I still remember those moments when this person hurt me? Or I still remember those, like, if you thought about it long enough, could you still, could you actually get properly into the emotions as if it was happening right here and now? Is there something about yourself that you've not forgiven yet? It could, you know, it can be as simple as that. Sometimes when we're frightened to make the next move or next step in our life, it's because we doubt ourselves. We don't like ourselves enough.
1: Well, actually, that can happen, I think, when we even currently don't forgive ourselves. So, I mean,. When we talk about various subjects, weight comes up quite a lot. Not because there's anything wrong with people's weights, but mm. generally because it's one of those it's areas very
0: physical we can. It's like very physical, you can measure it. it, you
1: can measure the solutions, you can measure how yes. people get to certain places and also it's like the number one Or, yeah, I think it's the number one New Year's resolution that people have (laughs) generally. I think that smoking used to be one of the high ones, but that's lowered down a bit and people are happy with vaping. So weight is one of those things which I think is quite common in our minds. Most people want to change their body shape in some way. They Mm. either want to become stronger and leaner if they're already quite fit, or they want to become a more, I guess, normal weight if they're overweight. So it's an easy one to use. And for some of us, we're not at the weight we want to be. And that is still a stress point for us now. Mm. But it's not because it's a stress right now that it actually really bothered us. It's probably more so because at some point in time as well, people have maybe said that that person's fat. Or a kid in the street has said some kind of comment. Oh, mummy, can we get past this fat person? Or something like that. Right. Or you've gone on a diet at some point and you failed. So you've kind of talked it up to people, and then you felt embarrassed that you've not managed to quite achieve what you wanted. Mm. Or maybe at some point you have lost weight, but then it's come back on. So a lot of these things that are weights in our backpack probably still sit over our heads now, and we're still embodying those things that bug us because we're not able to get past them, because ultimately we're not able to resolve how we feel about them. So they are current issues that we're dealing with that still live in our backpack
0: so forgiveness and being able to let go I know will be a lifetime skill for us all but if I can stress anything I do know the difference it makes I do know the difference in my own life where we've all naturally gone through things that are not ideal and it's one of the things that I had many opportunities as we all do to feel stuck in a moment to think no I can't get past this and it was actually thinking of that bigger picture and just saying I'm not allowing myself I'm not able to show up full to my fullest degree unless I look at this differently unless I'm willing to even try and find a silver lining a a way that has made me better or a leaping board to something else and it will be difficult getting over that initial judgment of yourself when you're wanting to maybe hold on to that resentment or that envy or that sadness. It served you, if you like, to a certain point in time, but the greatest thing you can do is also letting it go to know that something else, something better will serve you in the future. And as I was thinking about this, I wanted to really close by, we've talked about, you know, how does life feel for you right now? If you are feeling that you're carrying stuff that you do want to let go of, that you think it's time, that would be incredible. But how can we do that? So just in the same way, we have physical backpacks. These are some of the ways that I actually found really useful to get rid of emotional things that we could be carrying, mindsets, paradigms that simply haven't served I know us as we've gone on our journey through life so the first thing I would say is just in that analogy imagining a child going to school as a parent now I literally think about what is the essentials that I can send our boys out with do they really need a backpack probably not at their age they probably just need their lunchbox and that's it there's probably pens and paper and things like that in school they don't really need maybe a coat and that's it but as you carry forward in your life think of yourself a parent looking on Carry with you only the essentials and that means think about the essential happy moments you've had think about the essential grateful moments think about though the events that you might be carrying or the ways you might be feeling about yourself or the world that are maybe not as positive are these things useful to you are they going to allow you to have a story to tell are they going to allow you to share and sympathize with someone else start to be more selective about what embracing what in journeys and experiences you're canning forward
1: so as you're saying there ultimately with the kids we explore what we're putting into the backpack yep and what i would say is all of our backpacks contain different things and it's much harder to kind of dig deep into the backpack and find those things that are more challenging for Mm -hmm. us and address them So what becomes easier is actually addressing those things that are fresh in the backpack.
0: Yes, as they happen.
1: As they happen, working out whether you want to carry them. And if they're fairly recent, letting them go with the forgiveness faster. Mm. Because ultimately, if we can get in the habit of not allowing things to get into our backpack, if we can get into that habit of not being bogged down Mm. by additional things... Then that serves us to be better placed to address some of those things that may be more long standing. Absolutely. I think yeah. something that's maybe been around and been quite an emotional, or stressful point for 10, 20 years is much harder to deal with than the person that maybe you fell out with a week ago. Mm. That person, I think you can forgive what they've said. You can either move, either, we well, could repair potentially a relationship or you can move on from it. But whatever it happens to be, that's probably a lot easier than the trauma from 10 or 20 years ago but by doing the things that are more recent it serves you well to learn how to address those things that are more deep rooted
0: Mm. and the next thing i would say onto that kind of what matt was suggesting there the next thing is usually to learn to forgive and let go and i've got to be honest forgiveness i don't think is really something we talk a lot about in our adult life we talk about actually teaching kids quite a lot you know you've got to say sorry and you know oh no you don't do that we share so we're very much built into the habits and you know manners that we know will serve them it's very polite it's also about when a child maybe mucks up we forgive them right away that's really important as adults we don't tend to which is ironic we keep it going for as long as possible but maybe it's time to let go of some of the things we've been carrying and a great exercise and actually getting back into the nature of doing that. You could even set aside one day every month or every six months where you're going to just sit down with a bit of paper And write down all the things that you maybe feel it's time to forgive. It could well be you just say, right, I I don't have anything, you know, in particular, but I'm going to let whatever pops into my mind, you know, I'm going to write it down on this bit of paper. It could be that you forgive the next door neighbour for their loud music. It could well be that you forgive yourself for you know calling yourself a name inside your head or saying that you look from here, anything at all and there's a great technique I've mentioned it on this podcast a couple of times it's called morning pages now it's traditionally done in the morning obviously it's by Julia Cameron who wrote a book called The Artist's Way it's essentially doing a brain dump and you get to three bits of paper and you just write 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 and particularly with forgiveness work We tend to cover up a lot of stuff that we take offense by and that we feel emotionally attacked. And you know, we feel a really strong response or we brush it under the carpet. And this technique, you write continually, you ask yourself questions, but the great thing is you throw it away. So, a lot of people, when they talk about forgiveness, you might even hear of some people burning (laughs) things, you know, they want to burn away letters. Maybe this is just a perfect opportunity to do that forgiveness work and declutter some of these things that it's now time to let go and and do that technique. It's a really fantastic technique of just getting everything out in your brain.
1: That absolutely, as you said, forgiving yourself actually is one of the things that I think is hardest to do because in many situations where maybe someone else has been involved in it, I think that often we'll find that we have some accountability to ourselves. Mm, We look at ourselves and say well what could I have done differently? What did I do wrong? What did I do to cause this? I should have been there for this or I should have been able to sort that when in actual fact in a lot of circumstances the circumstance just was what it was. Yes. Or it was outside of our control entirely. So someone else's choices, someone else's decisions, someone else's behavior Mm. and we just responded the best we could at the time and that's not necessarily perfect. Yeah. But Forgiving yourself, actually, I think is one of the hardest things to do because Mm -hmm. there are many of us that look to claim accountability for things, Mm. even when it's got nothing directly to do with us at all. So although it impacts us, actually, we're not accountable for it. We have no say in why it happened. It doesn't mean that we've done anything wrong to cause it or to trigger it, but we still carry Mm. some kind of burden with it. So actually, as part of the forgiveness piece, you'll probably find that for every circumstance you come up with where maybe there's someone else that, you feel like you probably need to forgive mm. there's probably an element of needing to forgive yourself oh, as well in that yeah, regard
0: absolutely and just get and i, I was thinking there just speaking uh, one of my favorite prosperity teachers is a lady called edwin Gaines. she's i think she's in her 90s now And um, you can look for her on youtube she has a book out called the spiritual laws of prosperity i think or for spiritual laws of prosperity i need to jump check but she actually calls this one of the key Laws of prosperity is forgiveness, right? And she goes on and describes how um every night she will actually ask herself, Who have I placed out my heart today? Who have I yet to forgive? Um, almost like in the same way, I don't know if you've ever heard of the wisdom which is don't go to bed on an argument. You know, yep. like you don't want negative things in your subconscious, don't want negative thoughts carrying forward. And she asks herself, Right, okay, oh well, I need to say sorry to this person, I need to forgive myself. And I think it's just a life was not designed for us to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders we were meant to move forward as light and as peaceful as we can be and i think going into the last thing i would recommend is just in the same way the second thing is about you know getting into the habit of forgiveness work or letting things go and i think that's even you know if you might look at things say, i wish i'd never done that or i regret that it's time to let that go you can't go and change the past as you said the next thing from that is being aware of your triggers or your activations in the day Mm -hmm. so for example i know that if i feel i've got too many inputs if i feel there's too many things i need to do i end up just like a deer in headlights and i'm not good and what i do is i think that's fairly
1: common actually (laughs) Uh, i think that when we've got a big list of things to do then it's very easy to say, oh, I'll do it in 10 minutes. Mm. And then three hours later, you think, oh, it's a bit too late now. I'll start tomorrow.
0: But it's because I believe I've got to keep everything like perfect. And I've, I've, I'm not good at letting people down. Mm -hmm. I can let myself down easier, but that's for another podcast that I'm working on. Um, But, you know, for so many things I'm like, oh, and, and it ends up being that I start getting frustrated and annoyed and all these characteristics very easily. And, for me, I've had to learn to, first of all, forgive myself that I can't do everything, so that's okay. The second thing is be okay with disappointing people. And so, again, as we're getting emotional intelligence, you realise, well, you know, me not doing something, it doesn't have this bad consequence that I'd link to it. It doesn't have the consequence of people not loving me and, oh, you know, that ripple effect. And I think it's so important when you become aware of how much you're triggered during the day or activated with your emotions good and bad you can then become aware of some things that aren't serving you anymore really keenly and that leads me really on to what i wanted to say to summarize just in the same way we pack our bags for our two boys i know that matt you went on a recent trip you were cycling from london to glasgow there's youtube videos all about that if you want to catch that out and you had to pack your bag I would want for anyone and for myself that we're only carrying what's truly essential now. It's one of the fundamental things of a lot of religions. It's all about this aspect of peace and forgiveness so that your, your burdens are light, so that you can carry on down the path that you're meant to as light and as free as possible. And thinking of things in the past or you know, regrets or anything like that, events that have hurt you, it's OK to honour them. It's OK to recognise them and learn from them. But the, the greatest thing you can do as part of your own prosperity journey, and I know that we're doing with ours, is learning also to forgive and move past things and use them as something to learn from in the future.
1: So ultimately, it's about learning how to let go of those things that aren't serving you or potentially converting some of these things into areas where they can actually start to give you strength. Mm, So rather mm. than weighing you down, instead you can utilize them in a different way and they can make you stronger. They can make your future more prosperous and they can drive you to where you want to be. And as I mentioned before, the easiest way of looking at your backpack and what's in it is actually to begin not putting things into it
0: absolutely try
1: to not add things to it that you don't want in there and if something ends up feeling like it's baggage then try to get rid of those recent things first yes. because yep. if you practice that then the older stuff the stuff that feels like it's a bit dusty and you don't want to tend to it and it's a bit more painful it does become easier it's the same as Any particular task that you want to do in your life, any way that you want to make yourself better, if you start with easy stuff that's manageable, that's maybe a little bit more recent, then you find that you get the motivation and the drive to be able to do more. You gain the confidence that you are capable, that you do have the abilities within you to make things happen. And it sets you up to be able to tackle those things that are a little bit more difficult.
0: Absolutely. So with today's episode, I want to reassure you on this journey into prosperity, when you're looking at your health, your wealth, your well-being and everything, the greatest lessons that we have learned is your future is always far more beautiful and far brighter than anything you'll have experienced right now or have in the past. Everything will have a a purpose or a silver lining eventually it's about taking those experiences actually we felt being at peace with them as best as we can forgiving anything that we need to forgive but using them as actually a rock to build up your strength rather than keep you in the one place so as we close up the podcast your job in life if you want to take anything from this is keep your backpack as light as possible it'll really serve you to know that whatever you're putting in your backpack truly is going to be the best mindset it's the best experiences the best opportunities to serve you further in the future use every opportunity as an exercise to grow and move past and if there has been some things that have come to mind as you've been listening that you've thought actually it's time for me maybe to put down this rock or to forgive this person forgive myself how beautiful would it be from today if you just made your journey a little bit easier by putting it down and just leaving it there today for then you to move forward so i hope today's episode has really inspired you but also i love the fact that we get to discuss these things that are really life skills as well with this podcast um, emotional intelligence I've no doubt we're going to cover many times it's really key to everything we experience in life
1: but also I think that we're learning a lot still and that's the key our emotional intelligence is far from complete we still get various thoughts and challenges and rocks that want to go into our backpacks (laughs) and keep us down and sometimes they make their way in there so I think that the wonderful thing about the podcast is it allows us to talk about those things that we're learning that we maybe gained a little bit of traction on Mm. but we're certainly not at the end of the journey by any stretch and this is an area because none of us really are taught particularly well on Mm, it mm. that we're still exploring we're definitely better than we were we don't put as much in our backpacks but There's definitely things that get in there from time to time,
0: (laughs) but we're all learning on this journey. So, if you have enjoyed this podcast episode, you're in the right place as well for more similar topics. So, we've got a back catalogue. If you're watching the video, obviously, you know we've got a couple of episodes on my YouTube channel every week. You'll see it pop up now on a Thursday morning, and also we've got a back catalogue on actual audible platforms with Spotify and iTunes. We've got a whole year plus of episodes so if you've enjoyed today i'm going to challenge you to go back through the back catalogue and pick another one that is leaping out at you and give it a listen or pass this episode onto somebody else who would love it as well
1: and also if you've enjoyed the episode then on youtube give it a little thumbs up, maybe subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to the podcast on whatever platform you're on, then why not press the subscribe so you can catch the new episodes as they come out. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave us a comment below or you can send us an email to, where
0: is it? ProsperityProject at So you can email us if you've got any topics you'd love us to cover or anything in particular. If you've had any aha moments, especially in this episode, we'd love to hear from you. And so thank you so much for listening today. We'll speak to you very soon.